0: This is Kugmo and I'm here with my old friend Phantom Hawk. Today we're going to talk about uh, transportation on the cheap, at least relatively cheap. We just had a friend of ours from work tell us that they spent $400 to have the brakes brought up to spec on their car. They probably had $100 worth of parts, you'd say, in there?
1: Uh, I would imagine that would be about right if you bought all the brand new parts. Maybe what two hours worth of work? Uh yeah. So uh, savings of about three hundred dollars.
0: Uh yes. Okay. So th- this is something we often run into. We've been used to uh, use. That's a that's a real word, isn't it? Uh, working on our own cars. Not. Well, it's not difficult. What? How did you get into working on your own cars?
1: Well, basically I started out when I was a kid, I used to tear things apart, uh, figure out how things would work, and that progressed uh, into automobiles. Uh, and, um, and then I took some high school classes, and, uh, and just with help of manuals, uh, Haynes Manual is a really good manual, it's a step-by-step, and uh, lots of pictures, so if you don't know what it is, you can figure out what it is. And uh, progressed to now, I feel confident doing just about anything right. on a vehicle, even yeah. in a modern car. If you, you know, uh, with electronics and stuff, a lot of that stuff is, uh, um, you know, a lot of that. There's forums on online that you get a lot of good information from. There's a lot of people out there that are willing to share uh, their experiences and uh, technol uh, their skills with you. With that, I've been able
0: to do just about anything. So, it's a it's a building process. You start off, say, like you 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 haven't done any wrench turning at all. You you've got a car, brakes are going out. It's got a squeal. Some something's not right. You get with a friend that maybe has a little bit of skill. Have them sit down with you. Maybe go through one brake job. Once you do that, they let you handle the tools. You change everything out, maybe with them standing over your shoulder, telling you what to do. That's a skill that you'll have for the rest of your life. You'll never have to pay for another somebody else work on your car ever again, uh, at least up to a point.
1: right, at least your uh, basic maintenance. I mean, once you get into transmissions and rear ends. Um, A lot of that's pretty technical, and the equipment that uh, is required for such uh, repairs a lot of times is beyond what uh, somebody would probably be wanting to pay for uh, to have in their garage for a one-time use, but as far as like brakes, uh, tune-ups, changing spark plugs, you know, air filter changes, oil changes, all that stuff's well within uh, most people's capabilities.
0: You mentioned the the manuals. they're usually twenty-five, thirty bucks.
1: Um, it's been a while since I priced them, but I yeah, I believe twenty-five, thirty bucks. And uh, an- another thing is, is that on uh, eBay, a lot of times you can get uh, good uh, manuals, such as Haynes or Chilton, um, but also uh, quite frequently you will be able to get actual uh, dealer used manuals that they used in the uh, service uh, departments. And they're, they're a really uh, well done book and they uh, talk you through uh, step by step with a lot of nice photos and everything as well. So like I said, even if you don't know what something is when they refer to it, uh, the picture a lot of times will you know, point you right in the right direction. So.
0: And uh, a lot of times uh, you'll, you'll find these manuals at the, uh, at the local library and a a lot of reference material and then like you were saying the forums are just invaluable Uh, if you have a problem on a vehicle something that you can't track down uh, somebody else has had that same problem just like on the computers just like trying to trying to debug something somebody else has had that problem you type it into uh, your favorite search engine and somebody has got a fix or can at least point you in the right direction
1: Right, yes. I've I've repaired a lot of my... I own a a newer Jeep and I have repaired uh, quite a few things by using the form because I don't don't have a manual for that vehicle because at this point I don't really need a manual. I pretty much know what I'm doing, getting into stuff because I've, you know, used manuals enough. I've just gotten on a form uh, usually I'll try a search, because usually they like you to do a search first before you post a, uh, hey, i got a problem. Uh, if you can't find it in a search, then yeah, I'm sure if you just post a simple question, you know, this is the type of problem that I have, has anybody uh, encountered this problem, and what did you have to do to correct it? And a lot of times somebody will uh, chime in right, right away, I've, I've had responses as fast as 15-20 minutes, I mean, not every form's that way. You're going to have to find a good form, and there's a lot of them out there, but there are some forms that aren't quite as good. But if, if you do any type of forum, you know, not se- necessarily car forums, but any other type of forum, you, can, you can get a feel whether the people know what they're talking about or not. So in, in using that, I actually saved myself quite a bit of money here uh, a couple of years ago. My Jeep viscous clutch went out in the transfer case and just the part alone was $350. And uh, so I, I posted on there that uh, my viscous clutch was bad and they actually came back uh, right away with why replace the viscous clutch when you get a better transfer case for less money. Uh, and You have to do some modification to the transfer case, but they, uh, they had a real good uh, step-by-step instructions on how to uh, modify a transfer case out of a, uh, a different Jeep uh, to put get you back up to speed and it took me a weekend to do it without ever doing it before and uh, I am quite satisfied with the uh, with the way it turned out and it cost me and I had to buy a couple special tools for it and I looked around and uh, I got a full transmission with a front and rear drive shaft. And uh, with the tool and a driveshaft, uh, I had to take the drive, rear driveshaft down and have it um, uh, shortened. It, uh, it came together to right around 200 bucks. Wow. So, so you saved $100 uh, over the cost of... Yeah, yeah 250 bucks just for the part is what I saved. Not to mention if I would have paid somebody to do the labor to install it. Which I was quoted, I believe, between eight and twelve hundred dollars. So, oh, wow. doing the work myself, I got a better transmission in the end, and I saved myself uh, two hundred fifty dollars over what just the part cost would have been to fix the other transmission. Yeah, and got a better trans or trans, I should say transfer case. I got a better transfer case out of the deal. Now, uh, I, I
0: kind of wanted this to to go towards. Also saving money in transportation. We we live in a uh, a county that is pretty large, and our public transportation sucks. We both work at the same place. We carpool uh, 22 miles one way. We have to actually go into another county, so pretty much you got to have a set of wheels. If a person wanted to uh, needed a needed a car, getting ready for winter. Winter's coming up. You're gonna have to put the bicycle away. I've put the scooter away. you got a thousand dollars to find a good car. What would you be looking for to make sure that you had a good solid car to get you through the winter?
1: Well, first off, uh, it's gonna be hard to find a good runner for a thousand dollars. You're obviously probably gonna have to put some time or a little money into something. In my case, I was looking for a a vehicle because I did Get a job that's 25 miles one direction. So um, to save wear and tear on my Jeep, which is more my off-road vehicle and not really suited well for commuting, I, I decided I uh, to look for another vehicle that was going to be economical on gas. One, because the Jeeps a V8, it's gas hog. And uh, two, I wanted something that was fun to drive. So I, w- I actually went back to vehicles that I used to drive 20 years ago. One reason is because they're still readily, or not readily available in my case, but are still available at a reasonable price, and uh, and parts are available for them, and I'm familiar with them already. So, in fact, I cut a lot of my teeth on mechanicking on these vehicles because they are very simple. So I, I, checked, I kept my eyes on Craigslist, and uh, this particular vehicle showed up, <clears throat> and they wanted $650 for it. And I called the gal up and I told her uh, that uh, I'd be willing to purchase the vehicle, but I was not going to be able to drive, in my case, uh, 500 miles to pick it up and come back and and, uh, be in my budget. Uh, She she informed me that uh, if I was willing to pick it up, she would, uh, to make her an offer, and she would uh, think about it. So I went ahead and offered her 300 bucks for the vehicle, and picked it up sight seat and when I showed up there, I was quite disappointed, because the pictures, uh, not that she was trying to scam me or anything, but the, the pictures looked awesome. But uh, when I got there, this car was in pretty sad shape. And uh, so I figured in the worst case scenario, I would uh, use it as a parts vehicle, since I was pretty much committed to purchasing it anyway. So we brought it home, and uh, I spent about two weeks cleaning it up and uh, replacing some It had sat for nine years, so I had to replace some fuel line, vacuum lines that had rotted with with age, which is all within uh, a normal person's capability. And uh, pretty much it fired up the first time I tried uh, starting it. And uh, so I did a tune-up and all, and it actually ran quite well, and it turned out it only had 100,000 miles on it. And uh, once I got the paint buffed out, uh, it is now my daily driver, so now I'm getting 22 miles to a gallon, to and from work rather than 14. And uh, wear and tear on my truck is uh, is non-existent now because I'm, I'm using this vehicle to commute. So I'm, I'm actually saving money in two ways because this vehicle is so much easier to work on and parts are cheaper for it. Uh, I'm saving money on parts replacement, being said, it is a daily commuter. And uh, also I'm saving money on my Jeep because I am not driving it as much and I'm using it for what it was intended for. So I don't have to maintain it. I'm saving myself money in two ways. Uh, Also, um, it's an older vehicle, so the insurance on this vehicle is, uh, I I carry full coverage on it, and it is, um, let's see, it's um, $154 for six months. So, I still have coverage so if it should be damaged like a windshield or which is quite expensive for it but if it does get damaged it's you know covered under my insurance clause so I'm, I'm saving money on that as well because my uh, Jeep is actually $350 for six months and it's uh, you know still quite an older vehicle but but I'm saving quite a bit on, uh, on insurance as well. So, I know you had to, uh,
0: you replaced a lot of rubber on that car, including the tires. If you had to uh, put tires on that car here in town, uh, at a shop, at a big chain store, what would it have
1: run you to put tires on that car? Well, um, it would have uh, priced a tire as a specific tire that I was looking at, because uh, there's a online tire vendor uh, that I was looking at tires and uh, I've heard that they were, should I say, cheaper uh, to buy through them. So I thought I'd put it through the test. So I, I went on the, the, the site and I found myself a set of tires that I wanted. And then I called uh, all the tire stores locally and I was quoted anywhere between $450 up to about $550 bucks for the, this same particular tire uh, that I was able to order on, online. And uh, so I went ahead and found out that uh, it was going to be a lot cheaper. I I, get, I managed to get the tires for $220 with shipping, and at that time they were actually offering a $50 uh, dollar, um, uh, gift card with the purchase of four of these tires. So I actually only paid $170 for the tires, and then I took them down to uh, Walmart and uh, had them... Mounted and balanced there, and it cost me $25 for all four. And uh, so basically I, I got a full set of tires for under $200 that I, if I would have bought locally it would have cost me $450 plus, depending on where I happen to purchase them, for the same exact
0: tires. So it's a matter of knowing what you need, getting on, doing some looking around, do some shopping, compare and uh, save some money. Don't don't jump at the first store that says, oh yeah, we can put some tires on there for you. Right.
1: And uh, online is, I mean, you can save so much money by just looking around online, especially uh, even with just parts, a lot of times you can uh, save money uh, buying parts online as well. There's a few automotive uh, parts suppliers, uh, especially if you have some vehicles that might be considered hard to get parts for, Uh, like some of your older vehicles, you know, you might not be able to run right down to your local parts supplier and and be able to pick it up, but you'll be able to pick them up online. And another thing is on eBay, a lot of times, especially if you're driving an older vehicle, uh, sometimes they try and uh, clear out their warehouses because they need to make room for newer parts for the newer vehicles. So there are people that buy up these parts and then they sell them uh, like on eBay. So um, if you keep your eyes open, you can pick up parts on eBay for quite substantial less money than you would if you, you know, had to go through a, a regular retailer. So you can save money on that as well. So. That's great. So now, if uh, if we
0: we discussed the car that you you picked up, but if if you were to tell people they needed a a, a good solid cheap car to keep an eye on, what what would they be looking at? What you push them towards smaller,
1: older Japanese, German... Yeah, that's a that's a tough question, because, I mean, I have my preferences, and I feel that they're easier to work on. Um, I'm sure uh, other people would beg to differ with me on certain aspects of that, but uh, I, for one, don't like front-wheel drive vehicles. I find most of them very difficult to work on, and unfortunately... Uh, that's the majority of the vehicles on the road now. But mm-hmm. if you can find a nice uh, rear-wheel-drive vehicle, I feel they're easy to work with because you don't have so much uh, components in the way uh, and the engine sitting in there in a way that you can actually get to it a lot easier. You shouldn't have to pull a fender off to change a fan belt. Right, <laughs> right. And uh, you know, there's still plenty of nicer, older vehicles around uh, that you can pick up. In fact. This particular car I got, I paid 300 bucks for, but you could probably find a good runner that somebody's, you know, just willing to uh, uh, sell to you, uh, probably, uh, well, there was one that just came up here, and I think they wanted $1,500 for it, and it had 66,000 miles on it. Uh, granted, it's four, 40 years old, but, you know, it still gets you to point A to point B, and, uh, you know, in, in some cases, people don't, you know, look down upon an older vehicle, but I find that my vehicle gets quite a bit of attention wherever I drive it. And uh, so it's kind of more unique because I own it and nobody else does. So to me, it's a joy to drive, not only because I'm saving money, but because I'm getting attention that, you know, um, other people ain't getting in their car. Yeah, you can buy a Ford Mustang, but, you know, everybody's got a Ford Mustang. But you buy something that's a little more unique and it's, you know, easier to get parts for, or people are like coming up to you and asking you in the parking lot, uh, where'd you get it, you know, oh, I remember my dad had one of those, you know, oh, I remember when I was a kid I had one of these. So uh, it's a lot of fun uh, driving an old, older vehicle, um, but there is a point, like in the 80s they had a lot of vacuum lines that, you know, they were just a mess, and, and a lot of those vehicles uh, today would probably be a little over... The top for some certain people that uh, want to work on their own vehicles, but uh, not all of them, but uh, some of them. So when you're looking for a vehicle, it's something you got to keep uh, in the back of your head. What what are you willing to get get into? you um, get something in the 70s, they're actually quite basic. They hadn't gotten into the computer control uh, era yet, and all of your vacuum lines and all are pretty straightforward. Uh, in the 80s, they started going to uh, like computer-based ignition systems, and uh, they get a little more involved because they're trying to do uh, things with vacuum, engine manifold vacuum, uh, and, and as it turned out, that didn't really work out well for them now. That's why we have all electronic now. So, uh, And electronics isn't that bad. My 94 Jeep... It's got a lot of electronic components on it, but it's pretty straightforward. And the computer will actually talk to you if you have a problem. That's the first thing you want to check is uh, see if the computer has anything in storage in its memory storage because it uh, it self diagnoses uh, all the time. And if you ever have a check engine light on, that's telling you that it's got a a code w- waiting to be pulled. So you can uh, and it will tell you it won't t- uh, it will tell you what's wrong, it won't necessarily be what the problem is, but it gives you this circuit that you need to look at. A lot of times it is the, the component, but it could be, you know, you got a, just some uh, corrosion on a connector somewhere that's in the system as well. And uh, Which, you know, on a forum, if, uh, the first thing to do, you know, is go to them and, and uh, with the code number, and then uh, they can tell you what that code is, and then you can either replace the part, and if that takes care of the problem, then you're good to go. If not, then there's, you got a, a problem in the circuit, and uh, it's not that big a deal. Check your connectors, make sure they're nice and clean. A lot of times those codes, the,
0: the car will actually, there will be a procedure. Turn the key, step on the brake, put your arm out the window, and the, and the car will give you the codes by flashing the codes at you on the dash, but, and that will be in a, in a manual. Uh, but if you can't get it to do that for you, or uh, you can't find the manual, if you can get the car down to any of your major car parts places, they will loan you the tool to run out in the parking lot and plug into the, uh, the connector underneath the steering wheel. Usually that's where it's located, and uh, it will tell you what that code is. And then that'll be one step closer to uh, finding your fault uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the older cars maybe not being able for everybody because you know they are you know got some paint peeling in there, looking a little rough, they're a little tired. Um, before we wrap up today, I was hoping maybe you would uh, uh, describe to everybody a little bit about the fifty
1: dollar paint job. Oh yes, the fifty dollar paint job. There is actually a online. Uh forum on the $50 paint job now, and I don't remember what it's called now, but... Um, I'll, I'll find it and put a link
0: in the show notes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually, um, I first read about this about, oh, I don't know, about four or five years ago, and a guy uh, had originally done it because he had an old charger, and he had the body work done, or he did the body work himself, actually, and he uh, actually uh, went to some places and uh, got paint quotes. Now all they had to do was paint the thing and they were getting like, I don't remember, but back in the, uh, this particular paint job he wanted, I think they were getting you know, quotes of uh, like 3000 to $6,000. And he just thought that, that's way too much to paint for paint on this vehicle. And uh, so he decided he was going to try and paint it with Rust-Oleum. Um, <laughs> so I don't know where he came up with the idea but he actually um and and it was originally uh, a roll what they call a roll-on method and they use rollers they uh, dilute the paint down to a water consistency and they use these foam rollers about three inches wide and uh, rounded on the edges and uh, now it, it doesn't go on real thick and it looks like crap the first three four coats and then they sand in between every two or three coats, and I think ideally they want anywhere between six and nine coats of this. And when they're done, these some of these cars are just phenomenal. Uh, there's one guy that actually has an old Ford Fairlane 500, I think it's a 64, and he actually takes this thing uh, to car shows and has won uh, some prizes with this vehicle. And uh, a lot of people can't believe it's a fifty-dollar paint job on the uh, on this vehicle. It looks that good. Now they've they've gotten. Uh, I mean, they still have the Rust-Oleum. You can still do it that way. But there's also another product on the market now, and it's. Um, I can't recall what it is. It's actually a boat paint, and uh, they're getting really good using the same technique. Results with that as well, but it's a little bit more durable, from what I understand, because it's more UV resistant over the restolium, And now there's actually spray applications as well. For people who don't like to sand as much. Right, <laughs> right. And you can get away with two or three coats with the um, with the spray. And I've actually tried this on I I haven't done a gloss yet. But uh, I did a, a flat black on my hood and it uh, actually turned out quite well. I was, I was pleased with the results. Uh, although, you know, it's Got to keep the bugs out of it, but but with the uh, with the gloss paint, uh, when you're done, you actually buff it, so you don't have to really worry about if bugs and stuff get into your paint. So you can do this right in your driveway. Um, roll your paint, uh, let it dry, do your light sand, paint it again, and uh, you do this over a days. You, you can't paint it right away. You got to let the original the first coat dry. So most people that do it seem to, if they're doing it quickly, they'll paint it in the morning. Uh, and sand it in the evening and then paint it again in the morning. Alright, that is some good stuff.
0: Um, I hope uh, everybody was able to get something out of this today. Uh, please leave some feedback, ask any questions, I'd uh, be glad to get back with you on it. Hey everybody, help out HPR, put out an episode. Pam Hawk, thanks for being here in the shop today and helping out with a podcast. And Appreciate it. No problem. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.